It's the Green Umbrella Marketing Social Snippet Show. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Social Snippet Show. This week is one of those episodes where it's just the Green Umbrella team, so no guests. That means we are really looking at what's happened in the social media world over the last couple of weeks. We're talking about any new bits and pieces that have come out, anything we've spotted that's been tested, um, and also any annoying glitches. So um, yeah, quite a few things we'll cover, um, but hopefully there'll be some tips and tools along the way, um, some little tactics that you can use in your marketing going forward. So here we go. Let's dive into the episode. Have you never noticed them before? <clears throat> So we're live, we're live, we're live. Hello, Facebook. Um, we've we've gone live just as we're talking about the indents in Emily's head. And, um... Now it's just going to annoy people, though, because it is really beginning to annoy me. I don't understand why they're there. <laughs> they don't exist in real life. <laughs> so um, we're using a new bit of software. It's new to us anyway, something called StreamYard. Um, so we're hoping it's going to be a... Um, uh, an improved live experience for anyone watching live lunch today um, so yeah let us know what you think let us know what you think it means there's lots of buttons and I don't quite know what to do with them um, so there's going to be a bit of trying and testing in today's live lunch um, but it's actually it's quite a cool tool so if you are looking at going live on Facebook or going live on LinkedIn um, stream yards will allow you to go live in both places at the same time uh, it gives you a recording in the same way that zoom records as well um, and you can you can do really like loads of cool stuff so um, if you want to have a closer look at the the dents in Emily's head I can make a full oh, screen there's also there's loads of cool features in here so like branding features obviously you can see our name like everyone's got their name there and it's like you can select the you put your hex code in so it's the right green you can put um, we can put a logo up in the corner. We could, there's, there's loads of things you can do within it. But one of the great things, um, and I'm sure, um, you know, we'll, we'll have a couple of comments along the way, but you can actually bring comments on screen as well. So whether those comments are coming from Facebook or from LinkedIn, the only thing it does, you can, we can go live on YouTube as well using this um, mm -hmm. all at the same time. The only platform it doesn't cover is Instagram, unfortunately. But um, but yeah, like I said, we'll, we'll give it a go and we see see how we get on today. Um, you know, it's good to try good to try some new stuff, right? Apart from the fact that it's not the mirror image, that it's very confusing. Yeah, yeah. I, yes. I don't understand where I'm pointing. <laughs> Yeah, so normally when you're recording something, you get a mirror image. But what we're looking at is essentially the right way round, but it feels wrong. It's like an, an anti-mirror, mm. which is bizarre. Um, so, yeah, we've had, Jermaine, we've had some frivolity warming up for this today. We've had people touching their faces and going, no, but it's not, it's not, not that one. It's that one. And um, someone, someone has decided they don't like their face anymore they like their other face and that was a direct quote <laughs> it's true i've not used to this face <laughs> but i don't i don't really like it as much <laughs> oh dear. cool right okay so here we go then so there's um it's the the alternate week of live lunch there's no guests it's just us and we're going to have a bit of a chit chat over the sort of the, the social media updates that you guys have noticed over the last couple of weeks and um, what you think is prominent, what you think is worth talking about. We'll have a bit of a chit chat around that. So who's going to go first? I'll go first. I'll be confident this week. Um, Instagram. So when I was off, I believe, Christina, you said there was an announcement about uh, within Instagram now, you can pin, I think, up to three posts uh, in your comments. So under a post where people have commented, I think you're allowed to pin up to three. Um, I missed that announcement because I was off sick. 
and it came up on my Instagram account yesterday, I think. So I screenshot it straight away thinking, oh, this is brilliant. This is what I'm going to talk about in live lunch. And I went to Christina just before this. Oh, this is what I'm going to talk about. And she said, yeah, that was announced last week. <laughs> so I was really excited. But anyway, it's fine. <laughs> um, so the way that you pin post, I did just try it. It's quite easy. So you just swipe left on just, the comment. Just to be clear, it's actually, it's the comments you're pinning under a post, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, the comments. Um, so if there is a comment that you would like to pin, you can just swipe left on that comment as you would to say delete a comment or something like that. And then very similar to how you pin comments or pin, sorry, posts on Facebook and things, you can, there's a pin button and you just select pin. And then once it is pinned, it does say that it's pinned. Although I don't know, see when in my account, I could see that it said that it was pinned, but I don't know if you can see that actually looking from an outside perspective. So if I, Christina, were to look at your profile and under a post you had a pinned comment, I don't know if I'd be able, if I would know that was pinned. I'm not sure. Anyway. Yeah, yeah you, you would. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I pinned it. And then Christina said to me that um, Gary V, I believe on Instagram has been using it as an engagement tool. So he's been saying um, under his videos, basically the best comment he's gonna pin. Um, and obviously a lot of people are wanting to be the pinned comments. So it's a good way to get that engagement um, and to get more people to comment, basically. Um, I know I would want to be pinned, but I don't know what I would say. So, <laughs> yes, I thought that was quite cool. And I think it's something that's quite, I mean, I don't know how it's going to work, but I think so far, like I said, it's quite a good way to get people to engage in, in your posts, um, on your posts, sorry, on Instagram. So um, I quite like the idea. I think it's quite fun. And I like the fact that you can pin a comment so you can pin the best one that, that makes you look the best. <laughs> yeah, I think if um, if people are like running competitions and things like that on Instagram as well, mm. it's a nice way of sort of getting that community involvement, getting a bit of user generated content as well. Mm -hmm. But actually, it's kind of, you know, what you're winning is that you know opportunity to be prominent. Yeah. Um, or if you know if you've got comp if part of the the competition is that you have to comment when you're then being announced as a winner, actually to to pin that that winning you know those winning commentators if you like, um, it's yeah I, I think it's quite I think it's going to be quite useful. It'll be interesting to see how many people actually sort of you know it, it, is there a way to monetize that as well, um, and also. Yeah. I can imagine if you're pinning your own comment and there's, let's say, within that image um, that you've posted on Instagram or if it's a video or whatever, actually pinning a comment that's got the call to action within there. Um, yeah. so obviously, we can't use clickable links and things like that in Instagram other than in the bio. So, yeah, it just makes me wonder if there's, you know, putting like a like a bitly link that is a, like a personalised bitly link that's easy for someone to remember and then type into their browser. Um, I think yeah. it be some good uses for that feature from the marketing perspective. I think something that I found quite interesting, I originally thought that you would only be able to pin one comment, but in my um, little notification thing that popped up, it did say, as I said, that you can pin up to three. So like you said, you could pin something like that, which is a easy to remember short URL. And then you could pick sort of two comments under that to pin as well. So. I do think it's a good idea. I like the idea. And I think, like you said, it's a good way. It's a good tool for marketing and it's a good way to get people to engage with your posts. So, yeah, I think it's cool. Excellent. Excellent. Has anyone else seen anything sort of Instagram wise? Have there been any new, I haven't noticed any new filters or anything like that for a little while on stories? No, not that I've noticed. There's, um, <clears throat> there's been some articles in the last couple of weeks as well that are saying um, if you post on Instagram using a carousel, you seem to be getting more reach on those types of posts rather than single images. So that's something to think about too. But I think from a design perspective, to make it work, you almost need to, it's like image one is almost a question and image two is you know, the, the answer to the question and image three is a sign-off. So it kind you of know I've seen actually that was really clever was um, someone had had a sort of a, a landscape image and they'd somehow, I don't know, Mark, probably, you're probably quite easy to do to be fair, but they'd cut it in half. So when you swiped, you could see the entire image. 
do you see what I mean so it's like and it blended in perfectly so it looked like they just uploaded that but I, I just thought it was really clever how they done it I thought it was quite a good idea thinking about it app. probably would be quite easy sorry Jane I have an app that does it you can oh, add up four I think and then yeah it just seamlessly puts them together and then uploads them for you um, what's the app called yeah now you're asking <laughs> <laughs> One of the presentations we do regularly is about like top tips and tools and apps. And I, I sort of say we, we literally we use about 150, 200 apps like between us, like every day within the business. And mm. it is, it's like, yeah, you know, I've got an app for that, but yeah. what's the called? God knows. Mm. You know, you just think, right, which device is it on? And, you know, is it an app or is it a website? Or there's so many tools that we're using all the time. Mm. Yeah. I can't even see it on my phone. Got, I will look for it. And if I find it, I'll put it in the comments. We've got a question, question from the audience, if that would help. <laughs> cool. So you can, uh, hey, look oh, at that. that oh, cuts you off though, Amanda. I feel like. <laughs> it used to be on the wall that people would graffiti years and years ago. Chad. No, Chad. 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 Anyway, question. <laughs> okay, so there's a send option that allows a post to be sent by a messenger on LinkedIn. Um, so yes, yeah, so you can do this on your in your app as well. It's not just on desktop. Um, I use this all of the time. I'm, I'm going to take this off because it's really funny watching Amanda. And <laughs> like um, okay, so You're encouraging me to sit up straight. It's not a bad thing. <laughs> so one of the things that I talk about quite a lot in terms of sort of um, you know marketing and, and you know actually doing the marketing bit and. You know, marketing and sales should be going like that. You've got your marketing funnel. And what, what happens is at the bottom of that marketing funnel, you're just now in your sales funnel, right? Mm -hmm. And there's the two need, they actually cross over a little bit. And I think this feature, being able to send a post to someone via messenger is really, really handy. So let's say um, Paul is a, you know, he's a prospect of mine. And I'm looking for ways to engage with him without being salesy. And then all of a sudden I see a post on LinkedIn that I think he might be interested in. Yeah, that's, a, that's a really good conversation opener to be able to send that post to him, draw his attention to it. And it's kind of like, a you know, saw this and thought of you. Um, so I, I've done that with a couple of people from a kind of sales perspective. The other thing I've done is I've, I've shared... In fact, I nearly did it this morning and then I actually decided it was something I needed to do myself. So I use it as a bit of a delegation tool sometimes. So there was um, a post from staffing industry analysts that um, shared some information that you know, we need to incorporate in terms of the, the work we're doing with recruiters, like just a really useful stat that was there. Um, so I shared, went to share that with Amanda um, so it's a really good way of sharing information in that way. Now, admittedly, when I was sharing it with Amanda, I was telling her to do something. And I thought, actually, no, she's, um, yeah, I probably should do at least one thing myself this week. Um, oh, she's not a happy bunny this week either, so you might have something to say. Um, but yeah, like I said, that, that knowledge share, I think, is really, really important. The other thing as well, from a networking perspective, is that if you see something um, and I did, was it early this week or end of last week? I'm not sure now. Um, I saw someone posting and they needed a particular service. I've got a contact that sends me referrals. I actually sent that, using that share option, I sent that message to that contact to basically say, like, here's an opportunity here for you. So, you know, it's being able to share things that way. And, you know, the opportunity was someone that was in my network, I don't know if they were connected or not to them. So, you know, there's a good chance they wouldn't have seen that post themselves. So, like I say, it's just, it's doing that sort of knowledge share, knowledge transfer as well. Um, I think it's quite a handy tool. But any of you guys used it? I can't imagine maybe you no, I haven't. Um, one thing I have used on LinkedIn this week, um, which you steered me towards, uh, is sending voice notes. I have amazing. 
I'm like the queen of voice noting. You love a voice note, yes. We were debating that yesterday because Emily I was trying to hunt say, you down yeah. and I said, send her a voice note. That's I said, do you have any idea where Christina is? And Amanda went, send her a voice note. She keeps sending them to me. <laughs> so I was like, okay. You can do it on WhatsApp. And apparently this is becoming the thing now that, you know, the younger gen are doing. But um, on LinkedIn as well, it's great because... If you just want to check in with somebody or, you know, if you're talking about sharing a post with them, you could potentially follow it up with a, you know, rather than typing with a kind of, hey, Christina, I saw this. I thought it would look right up your street. I thought maybe you'd want to comment or follow up on it. Um, but, yeah, it worked really well. So because the person I sent it to was um, so a prospect for us, somebody we're talking to about engaging with their marketing content. Um, so sent that to him to kind of check in with the proposal but also say hey have you seen this this is really cool and he hadn't so yeah and I would say 99 out of 100 people that I send those voice notes to whether it's on whatsapp or linkedin messenger they respond with a voice note and they respond with a voice note in a way that is a um how would I say so last friday I, I kind of spent 30 minutes just sending out voice note after voice note after voice note to various people I haven't talked to for a while. Um, and, and one of those people came back with a voice note and they were like, uh, okay, so this is weird. Um, yeah, I'm fine. And you could just like hear, <laughs> the kind of, like, I, I, why am I doing this to myself kind of tone <laughs> voice and I went back again just yeah I was laughing like I do and um cackling and went back so you sounded so uncomfortable voice notes are the way to go honest you know just like you know keep doing it and they came back again and you know and they were giggling and it was a it's like it's a it's a sms type conversation but you're hearing someone's voice you're hearing all those extra bits of the conversation um any sort of you know those bits that miss, you know, when a, you, you write a message in a certain way and the, the nuances get changed because you haven't got any tone or emotion or anything behind it, a voice note puts all of that back in. So people are quite responsive. And the reason I say 99 out of 100 is because I've literally had one person message me back <coughs> a note who basically they I think they I think they thought it was they might get a virus on it. Mm. Okay. Uh, you know, they're a bit suspicious of it. So um and so yeah, we, their response was sort of made me smile really. Um but yeah, 99 out of 100 people, I'm pretty sure, are gonna come mm. up with a voice note. And it just ends up in this kind of real back and forth, and it's so quick. Yeah. Yeah, so the open rate would be huge. I mean, you can't obviously automate it. Well, yet there possibly is a tool somewhere, but um, but yeah, I reckon as a marketing tool, it's fantastic. And voice is the future. You know, as much as I hate Alexa. I was about to say that, Christina, when you said yeah. voice is the future. That's yeah. like your best friend. <laughs> I don't to, yeah. I don't talk to that that box on that machine on the side, oh. um, but you know the, the reality is voice voice is the way forward. That's where there's a big push on podcasts at the minute. Um, you know that's why we're seeing like so much happening with you know audio. Like everything's audio. If someone's writing a book now, they're already planning doing the audio version as well. Mm. So you know that, and we just have to embrace it. We know. I think, um, sorry, Christine, I was going to say, I think with stuff like that, it is about sort of building up your confidence and getting used to it. I know for me, first of all, I hated being on video. I still don't really enjoy it, but the fact that we do this every week, I'm kind of used to it now and I forget half the time. So I need to be careful what I'm saying. <laughs> but the other thing is with voice notes, it was exactly the same thing. So I thought I had this story that I really wanted to tell a couple of my friends. So I was it about a month ago now. And I was like, oh, see, this is going to take me forever to write out. It was basically a book. So I was like, well, I need to tell it. And it ended up being about a 10-minute voice note. But actually, after I'd done it, I was kind of okay. Like, I didn't really – I listened to it back. Which Was that vain? Maybe it's a bit. But I wanted to do what I sounded like. <laughs> so I listened to it, and I was like, oh, 
okay, my voice is okay. I'm kind of getting more used to it now. It's fine. So now I literally use it all the time. I don't know if I'd have the confidence though yet to do what you did, Amanda, on LinkedIn. I don't know if I would do that, but maybe I would. So on WhatsApp, so obviously you press and hold and you speak and when you let go, it automatically sends. Yeah. On LinkedIn, it's a similar thing, but when you let go, you choose to send it. So oh, okay. You can't, you can't hear it back. Right. But, but if you'll you know if you went you wrong. Said the wrong thing and yeah. it's kind of, you know, you need to sort of just start again. Yeah. You, you know, you, you, you actually hit send rather than it just being sent. Oh, okay. You know on um, WhatsApp as well. So if you are leaving a voice note, but you do make a mistake, you can swipe it as you're talking and it deletes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Before you finish. Okay. Yeah, which is what I found, because otherwise that was, that was the thing that really scared me was the fact that I know I was only sending it to my friends, but I thought if I did say something stupid, I don't know, I always say silly things, but anyway, but if I did say something and I wanted to delete it, I was worried that I wouldn't be able to delete it, but you can because you can swipe. So I ended up deleting the first one, I think. Um, but you have to you have to delete it before you let go, don't you? That's what that's what you mean. So when you let go, it does send. But if you keep your finger on it the whole time and then decide you want to start again, you can swipe it before you let go and it doesn't send. Um, yeah. But yeah, like you said, I think it's um, I think they're definitely getting more popular. But I think certain people just have to build up their confidence with it. I think I think we can just use them instead of Slack from now on. Okay. I was looking for an integration with Slack so I could voice note in Slack. It was we tested it, didn't we, Amanda? It worked really well. Thankfully, it didn't work very well. Otherwise, we'd be getting hundreds of them. I love it. You guys always say, like, where is she? Where's she gone? Christina, I've sent you a message. You haven't responded yet. Voice notes, I can respond in milliseconds. It just takes me no time whatsoever to just go, no. <laughs> 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 cool okay so yeah I was going to move on but just before I do the other thing um so there's a couple of clients I've talked to for a while where we're using video in the message as well but we use loom.com so that the messages are like we can see the tracking when someone actually watches that video so um I see Paul's on here and I've spoken at a couple of um, his networking events where I've talked about it over the last few months. Um, and yeah, anyone that's a, a recruiter, if they've seen Amanda or I presenting, they've probably heard us talk about Loom. But that it's really, really good, free to use. You can have up to 100 videos in there. Um, and essentially when you basically you record using your, your desktop camera, um and you then get a link for the video when you send that people have to click on the link to watch it and essentially you get a notification when that video is watched so it's it's really really useful obviously if you're kind of you know you're you're trying to get in touch with a lot of people all at once it might be a bit unwieldy but i don't know i think 100 videos is enough to do quite a chunk of work in terms of kind of getting from that bottom of the marketing funnel in you know into your sales funnel as well i've um i've been using it quite a bit as as a how-to type tool <clears throat> so if i've got people going how do i do this i'm not sure you know so one yesterday was how do i add extra people onto mailchimp so we're doing some email marketing for this client um so we're kind of managing the send and the content um but essentially it's their account so i just did a quick video okay. so it's kind of me saying hello yeah. but then a show around yeah. of the screen and um yeah it, it, it works brilliantly for that and it's really good for kind of building that interaction as well it's it's kind of and quicker because if i tried to type <laughs> an email going click this button click that button it would have taken ages whereas quick video easy yeah i mean i use it all the time for website stuff so if someone's you know wants a little reminder how to do something on the back end of their website it's easier just to <laughs> spend two minutes recording a video and then they've got it as reference moving forward as well and obviously Emily did the uh, an SEO one that we reutilize as well for, for Yoast as well which she loves. Took me about two hours. <laughs> <laughs> I filmed the whole thing it was I think about 35 minutes and then I realized obviously the video you could see my whole desktop and there was loads of stuff on the desktop which I didn't want everyone to see so I was like oh my gosh I've got to do the whole thing again it was probably the worst morning of my life. 
<laughs> but it was worth it. Yeah, it's, right. it's a great tool. <laughs> it's a great tool with the right hands. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so what else is going on social media wise? Jane, what have you uh, picked up on this week? Um, why isn't something new, actually? It's just about Creator Studio, really. Because um, lots of people don't really use it and lots of people don't really understand what it does. So I was just going to talk about that, really, and just say, you know, it's there. It basically, it allows you to publish things to Facebook and Instagram. Um, you can schedule what you publish. You can edit your posts. You can track them. You can look at insights on them. Um, one of the good things you can do with it if you work in a team is you can start a post, leave it in draft, and then someone else can go and edit it, finish it, do something with it. You can do it on your phone and your desktop. Um, you can add IGTV videos to it um, up to an hour. You can create a little preview clip to go in your stories from that while you're adding it there. Um, you can schedule stories to Facebook. You can't schedule stories to Instagram yet, but they are working on it apparently. Um, you can manage engagement through it, so you can reply to comments and things. Um, you can, if you've had messages in there, you can look at all your messages like in your inbox and you can add notes to people. So if you wanted to call someone back, there's a little bit down the right, you can add, um, call this person on this date or their birthday in there, um, you know, stuff like that. You can also share those with other people. Um, you can add um, other videos, you can add episodic video content in there. Um, okay, sorry, I've got lots of notes in front of me. Um, and the other thing is when you upload videos, you can create different clips from them as well. So there's a bit out of this video that we like, you can just select the timestamps on there, make a little video, go straight into your videos on your Facebook page and appears on watch as well, I think. So uh, yeah, and then you can get the insights for all of that as well. So I just thought to talk about it really because I think a lot of people don't understand what it does and it's actually a really useful tool. Yeah, so the thing with schedulers is that from a Facebook and Instagram perspective, if you're using a scheduler that is third party, it doesn't like it. There's nothing official out there that says we're, you know, we, you're not going to get the reach if you use Hootsuite to schedule to your Facebook page or Buffer or anything like that. But the reality is we see it time and time again. So we know that actually we need to schedule within Facebook. So every, each Facebook page, you can sort of schedule directly. But it is, if you use Creator Studio instead, you just seem to have, there's so much more functionality within there. Um, and it's also, the analytics are really, really useful, especially if you're doing regular video, because it will show you things like how many people are coming back to your page to engage with your posts as well and engage with your video as well. And that's one of those indicators at the minute um, within sort of the Facebook algorithm that it's now taken into account. Actually, how many returning visitors do you have? like returning people do you have engaging in your content because it's really kind of tapping tapping into that community thing um, it's also about how much video people view of, of your content as well which again is quite is quite powerful to to look at those figures um, and, and we've we've looked at it jane haven't we? we've seen it grow and grow and grow week by week as we've been doing you know more of these so um, it's definitely worth looking at um, just remind us, Jane, to get into it. It's in I'm trying to think what the tab says. So you're in the panel and it's publishing options, isn't it? I and think so, but it depends what version of Facebook you've got as well. So, uh, oh, talk about versions of Facebook. Facebook ads, how many different versions of Ads Manager are there right now? So every time I go into account, I've got a completely different layout. Facebook well, is, is, is being my... Sorry, Jane. No, as I saying, it's worse when you've got to describe to someone else what to do mm. and they don't have the same version. Facebook is, is my bugbear. It's kind of, I feel like it's kind of my nemesis this week. It's, it's being a pain. Oh, yes, because of the, the pages feed. Pages feed. So I don't know if people have noticed managing a business page it used to be you you know be on your page so your business page and then down the right hand side there's a link for your pages feed which is essentially all the pages you follow and you like as your business you can click on that and go in and interact with them and share their content like it comment on it whatever it might be and um, which is as important if not more so than the 
posts that you put out. So <clears throat> the engagement is really important. But for some reason, Facebook have just moved that, well, done away with it, to be honest. So between me, mediators, you guys, I think we've all been going, where the flipping heck is it? But turning the air slightly bluer. Um, the slight workaround we found at the moment is if you just, the URL, so the website address that you put in, if after your business name, you just do the forward slash and type news underscore feed, it comes up with a sort of homepage, but you have to follow everybody again. Now, there's been no news about this. They haven't put out any official statement. So you know, normally we like to come to people, don't we, with a solution and go, well, that's gone, but that's there. And this is how you do it. Um, but bizarrely, Facebook haven't given us any heads up, they have, you know, us being the world. Um, so there's no official news out there, uh, which is really, really annoying. So Facebook, sort your act out. Didn't didn't they do that a few years ago as well? Deleted it <laughs> yeah. and then it came back. So oh, yeah. as a lot of people are commenting and, and kind of on the you know social media groups that we're part of and the social media geeks, that kind of stuff, going, where is it? What have you done with it? When's it coming back? You know, because what, what's the point as a business of following and supporting other businesses and things that you're involved in if you can't interact and support them? It's it seems absolutely crazy to me. So I don't know. I kept thinking it was a glitch, you know, maybe because often they're often rolling out things and it kind of impacts other bits in the coding. Um, but it's been since probably about this time last week, if not longer. So they are, um, I don't think they're even testing it actually at the minute. I think they're, they're just having a play with a, a new sort of design and, and layout for um, business pages on Facebook. And quite often when they start tinkering with stuff like that, that's when we see these glitches happen. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we did have a workaround where it, I think, was it pages underscore feed? You could yeah, that doesn't work. Okay. No. So, yeah, it's really, it is really, really frustrating. But it goes back to sort of, you know, we can't rely on these social media platforms. This is why I have this issue with people that say they're, they're experts in social media. How can we be experts in something where, you know, it's like the rug gets pulled out from under us, under mm. us all the time? Yeah. You know, I went to do a training session yesterday, just before, like 20 minutes before the training session, I, I went into Facebook ads to have a click around and the whole how you create an advert had changed. I'd got completely different interface. And I was like, okay, I'm training someone on how to do this in 20 minutes' time. Now, because I know it well enough, I know what the language is, I know what I'm looking for, I can, and I know I've worked with Facebook in this way long enough that I can kind of almost predict what's going to happen in the way the changes are rolling out. So mm. if I'm trying to find something on screen. But the reality is, you know, it's so hard to be an expert in what we're doing because we're constantly, constantly having to learn and learn new things or relearn stuff that's completely changed. It's, you know, it, there's just just so much, so much is shifting all of the time, all of the time. Yeah, it's a moving feast. And, you know, and they're an enormous company. Let's face it, absolutely enormous. So some of these changes is a chance that people in their business might not even know about them as well. So until they put out official statements and let the news people know, um, you know, we, we can't always solve it. So we just have to, like you say, be kind of on on the ball and be able to think of some some suitable workarounds. So the news <laughs> underscore feed after the URL is, is the best solution right now. Okay. So the other thing, like I said, we can't rely on all these social media platforms to, you know, always be functioning the way we expect them to. So have your hit list. Have your, um, you know, your list of clients that, or not clients, your list of, of people that you know will change your business. So whether it is someone you can bring on as a client, whether it's someone that you're um, potentially could be a referral partner for you, something like that. You need to have that list somewhere. Um, but equally, when it comes to, you know, what those businesses that, let's say you're a local business and you, you've identified there's 10 businesses nearby that are active on Facebook, that you can engage in their content, okay? If you haven't got the pages feeds at the minute, okay, it's long-winded, 
But if every day you just went to two or three of those pages, you can still comment under their posts. Hmm. And, you know, and, and it's about working to that strategy. If on a daily basis, we're just, let's assume the pages feed is working. If on a daily basis, we're just clicking there and throwing out a few likes to whatever we're seeing there, it's not, we're not actually working to our strategy. We're ticking a box in terms of something on our to-do list, but we're not working to our strategy. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, so true. That's so true. And it's it's too easy to do that, just to go, oh, quick, I haven't done my social media today. I'm just going to put a post out, like, 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 done. Mm -hmm. And it's that's, as you say, that's completely not against your strategy. You can get away with it on occasion when you push for time, but you need to come back to who is it you're interacting with, um, what do you want to achieve by it. So, yeah. Wise words. Cool, cool. So, what else has been going on social media wise? There's been all. There's been lots of sort of politically charged stuff. So, um, Donald Trump getting Donald Trump Jr. Um, getting banned on Twitter for sharing misinformation again. Um, and you know, there's. I actually haven't read the stuff in the last couple of days in terms of what's happening with. Um, was it Jeff Bezos? Honestly, I've just forgotten the guy's name from Facebook. Mark Zuckerberg. I thought you were trying to think who the head of Google was. Yeah. Everything just went. Uh. <laughs> I know it's really relevant, but did you see those photographs of him on the um, on the first board? Yeah, with his <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like put so much sun cream on. It's ridiculous. Well, I mean, it it's sensible. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm all for sun cream, but I do think we took it a bit too far. Just basically emulsion, was it? <laughs> Honestly, I have to show you the picture. This is really funny. It looks like he's got a like, mask on. Yeah, honestly, it's just really, and he, he just looks a bit the way he's sort of looking at the camera. It's just a bit creepy. <laughs> It's really funny. Um, the what was the other thing that I saw this week? Um, oh, so I shared it on LinkedIn. So anyone connected with me, go and have a look at that. Um, basically, it's one of the government departments, so like the Office for Communications. They've released. So they actually released this guide a couple of weeks ago, and it's about how you can make your social media communications more accessible. OK, um, but they, they've done an update on it, basically. But it is everything from right for right for six year olds. OK, so right. So a six year old can understand um, if you're putting emojis into your social media posts, try and limit it at two emojis. Um, there's lots of instruction in there about alt tagging images. OK, so um, imagine someone's using like a screen reader that's it's kind of um, creating an audio for what's on the screen. When it gets to the image, it's going to read that audio description. Um, hashtags, no more than two per social media post. And it is kind of a, a blanket guide. It's in any social media post, only put two hashtags in and try and keep them at the end. <coughs> we know platform to platform that advice is slightly different mm. but i just thinking purely from a communication um communication accessibility perspective but there i mean there was loads of stuff in there absolutely even down to the way you choose your imagery and um and it's not it's going to take 10 minutes out of your day maybe to read this it's not a government report that's going to take three weeks to get through but the information in there is, I don't know, it's just really nice to see some good, solid information come from a resource that is, I mean, everyone's going to have their opinions because it's a government document. But, you know, it, it's not from the lab Bible. You know, it, it's kind of a, you know, it's a solid resource as well. So, yeah, it was really interesting. I don't, did any of you guys have a look at it? I've, I've read it. Um, alt tags is a big thing. Um so as you say, so the, the things that go on images that tell you what's in the picture, which for a start, Google finds helpful. So, you know, you do it from an SEO perspective because um, you can you know, put your relevant keywords in there. 
but you can do it on yeah on all the social platforms on you can do it on linkedin you can do it on twitter um and as you say for people who are have got visual impairment um it just opens up a whole new world for them as well so you know make sure you've got the best chance for people to see who you are and what you're about um as you said the whole hashtag thing that slightly contradicts the advice that we would generally give so um like linkedin we often say three hashtags because they put them in the long tail um website address but yeah from a from a readability point of view then then maybe two to two two ish two to three is is fine um paul has very handily just put the link in the comments to um uh, the article as well so thank you for that paul but people can just click on that and have a read of it but it's, it's a good article Mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Mark, is there um, on the alt tag thing, <coughs> when we're looking after blogging for some of our clients, um, obviously we get access to their website and we quite often come across websites where none of the images on their sites have been alt tagged. Obviously, when you're building sites, is that something you do as standard? Is that something that you... Um, you know, if if someone's looking at their website and they're realising that those alt tags haven't been completed, is that something that you think they should be going back and, and doing? What, what do you reckon? Yeah, I mean, we we do it as we go through for, for for sites and obviously blogs. But yeah, I mean, if people have got access to their own sites, they can go back through and add that information. And obviously, we've spoken about Yoast before on Live Lunch, and that will tell you again if your alt tag is relevant to the, to the content. So there's tools out there to help that. So it might be that, you know, perhaps I'll um, add something as I'm building, but then Jane might tweak that alt tag maybe when she's doing some of the hosting. So to make it make, make sure it all matches up. But yeah, it's, um, it's one of those things that people don't always do. Um, probably not every website builder perhaps does it as standard, but it is definitely worth going back um, for clients if, you know, if they've had a website built or they've, you know, used, you know, one of the online builders themselves to make sure that they're, they're adding that information uh, and checking that it's relevant to each image. Cool, cool. So, Mark, what else has been going on in your world this week? Um, well, we, we highlighted a slight issue on LinkedIn, which we sort of saw, saw this morning, which just doesn't make any sense as things with LinkedIn do. So a while back, they changed the image size for the company pages. So it's like a long, thin image now, um, whereas before it used to have like a almost like a bleed off it um, to allow for certain things. But now it's got a certain size. When you upload it, I can't remember what it is offhand. It's a lot 11 something by 192 is quite a random thin long size so we designed a couple of images to this new size put them up there and then you actually look at it on mobile a it still gets chopped off on mobile even when it's using their recommended size so if you're designing something you've got to make sure that the design is actually almost centered within that area so not using the full width so if it's if it's just an image that you're putting up there with no text no logos and things obviously that's fine and, and it can, you know, chop off things that are not uh, within that visual area. But if you've got logos, text or anything like that, it really has to come into that sort of central area to actually get it to work on mobile. Um, and then the other thing we noticed when I actually was double checking it on LinkedIn, if you actually go into their recommended sizes, um, there's a page on it. There's the recommended size, which is this size it tells you when you upload. But then there's a minimum size that is actually bigger than the recommended size. <laughs> so I'm not sure how that works. But it, it's still very similar in proportion. I don't think it changed the, the mobile element of it. But the fact that the minimum size is bigger than the recommended size does not make any sense whatsoever. So cl classic LinkedIn and design elements, really, as we've yeah. seen over the years with that one. Mark, didn't you notice as well on um, Facebook? So if you had a video as the header, um, it was going sort of not pixelated, but it was a little bit blurry. It wasn't really in focus. Yeah, I mean, we haven't tried that oh, again yeah. since the other week. I was going to say, I think it's working now. Is it? Um, yeah. Because I noticed it on one of the accounts. I'll have, to, I'll have to try that again. I think that might be because of some of the swap over on... Mm. sort of company page layout. header images you and I were working on, wasn't it? That was, yeah, uh, it just, yeah, any videos uploading just weren't working. 
Do you know, it's so important that you are, it's almost like doing a, a mini brand audit on yourself on a regular basis. So like, you, you know, you've uploaded these images, you think they look great, you think they're fine, but actually how often do you really go back and look at your LinkedIn company page or your Facebook page or your Twitter account, your website even? You know, you kind of just assume, I signed it off way back when, it's still working, it will be fine. But actually, you know, even if it's just once a month or once every couple of months, just to have a quick look at everything, and, you know, is it all in line? Is it as it should be? Mm. Um, you know, we've we've done it before now where we've kind of checked a few things and then realised that I think last time we changed headers on LinkedIn and somebody, possibly me, had not updated to the new header. I swear I did it. Mm. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you know, it is, it, it's funny things like that. Or there might be, there might be something new that you can now make use of <clears throat> that you need to make sure is the right colour, you know, mm. and like from a branding perspective, it's, you know, sort of new functionalities roll out and yeah, we've just got to make sure that we're staying on top of it all. I think that's key. A lot of people perhaps, you know, have a, a say, a Twitter header designed in 2015 and you can still find out that it's still on there now at a totally different size and doesn't work on desktop or mobile now because the size has, you know, changed in that time. I think we've been fairly lucky lately. Things There was a period maybe like five, six years ago where sizes seemed to change month, almost every other month or something. So you design something and it just didn't work. But now it has been a bit more stable, but obviously with the changeover in facebook pages and things which i still haven't got so i can't see um that's going to change again mm. but but hopefully maybe linkedin will catch up one day and actually come up with a size that works for everything yeah <laughs> and, and know the size themselves yeah <laughs> it's a whole, there's a whole table on it it just it, you I, should write to them at, just keep looking at it and think, am I reading that right? Is that is that correct? And I'll send it to Jane, because Jane will tell me if I'm being stupid. And it's like, no, that is what it says. So maybe the same person is responsible for that department is the one who is responsible for LinkedIn groups. Because they're just getting cobwebby somewhere, I think, aren't they? Do you know, I kind of feel like they're starting to... Um... I almost feel like there's start people are coming back to groups a little bit, very very early stages, very early stages. But I think actually it might not be a bad time to just think about how we use those groups we might be in, even if it is to reach out to those other members, even if it's not actually being active in the groups. So yeah. especially with voice notes and the videos and, and that kind of stuff, I think there's yeah there's some potential there. Good advice. What have we learned today? What have we learned today? Voice notes. Maybe voice LinkedIn groups. Yeah, oh. voice is the future. So, at the beginning of the lockdown, I did this thing. I don't. We might have talked about it in live lunch. I don't know. Um, there's um, on Netflix. There's something called the Kindness Diaries, and there's um, this guy. So, yeah. So there's this guy Leon. <laughs> I can't remember his last name now. But basically, he sort of travels the world with no money and just relies on the kindness of others. So it's like people put him up for the night or they give him a meal. And, and along the way, he meets people and they have inspirational stories and he rewards them in some way for their kindness. Anyway, one of the things that he sort of put out there at the beginning of lockdown was to just randomly go through your phone and just call someone um, and just call someone and just see how they're doing. Um, so I did it the first week. I, I did it and I actually rang someone. But I have been doing it on a weekly basis and just randomly voice noting people, either on LinkedIn or through WhatsApp. Yeah, I don't I, think. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure I can be doing <laughs> that. Frankly, I mean, clearly it's I know, guys. Come on. I've been voice noting like my neighbour from like five my, years ago. Yeah, Hi, how are you? Friend, my contact. <laughs> yeah, it's unexpected. Yeah. It's a nice thing to do, guys. 
I mean, might be, yeah. as long as you say, isn't somebody you had a, you know, they bumped into the back of your car or something. And you yeah, <laughs> still in your contacts. I'm not saying it's, it's creepy. Like I haven't vetoed anybody. You know, like, you know, ex-boyfriend, no, let's move on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, but, you know... Yeah, like I say, voice notes, it's just, it's such an easy way of communicating. So definitely, definitely think more people should be um, doing that. Um, pledge, we, we could all pledge to do a voice note out the out the blue, but just select who it's to. Yeah. I'll do that. But I'll just pick who it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's not so, out the blue. <laughs> it's out the blue because I wouldn't do it otherwise. Okay. So. All right. <laughs> you, guys, you guys accuse me of cheating on things all the time. All the time. a shocker. Let it be known, public. Don't be on a quiz team with Christina. Well, no, be on a team with her, not against her. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure she doesn't get caught. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really good at cheating at quizzes. Are you? I'm still losing. <laughs> Cool. Okie dokie. Right. Let's um, wrap it up there because um, as much as this is a live lunch thing, we won't actually need to go and have some lunch. It's, it's, like, nice a, it's like an anti-lunch, isn't it? Cool. Fab. So who have we got joining us next week, Jane? Uh, it's Charles Jones, the photographer. Excellent. Yeah, so Charles is, um, he's a photographer local to us. It's just a, a couple of miles down the road. Um, so, yeah, we'll be talking about all sorts of things there. Um, top top he, tips on getting Insta-ready and marketing-ready images, I would have thought. Yeah, well, he used to do event photography. Well, I say he used to. He, he is an event photographer. Um, and obviously, he's had to do the key thing in his business during lockdown. And I think he's done some some sort of you know he's come up with some innovative ideas so we can talk about that and he might have some photography tips for us as well in terms of taking photos for social media so yeah we'll, we'll have a good chat cool okay guys let's call it a day there thanks everyone for joining us um and yeah we'll catch you next week bye for now See you. Bye.